All right, guys, we're here with another podcast, and we're in the cafe at Klatsante Telefonplan, as I think most of the podcast will be. It's just a nice cafe to sit and drink coffee and talk shit in. Um, so I'm here with Tur once again. He's been in one podcast. Hello. Hello, Tur. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm also here with Magnus Mitbo. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and today we're just going to yeah, just talk like friends. And uh, sure, me and Tor have some questions for Magnus, but mm. uh, Magnus probably has some questions for us too. So Absolutely. he's going to keep it casual. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, today's just been a super busy day. We've been here for eight, eight nine Since hours. Since 12. Yeah. And what's the time now? Uh, 8.30. Shit. Yeah. So it's, never it's gonna be ten hours day. in total. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. Sure. That's that's a long day. And we got like a, f- a lot of decent, not decent, great videos done. <laughs> yeah. Decent videos. Yeah, I caught Man, myself it's there. It's I gold. <laughs> created gold today. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been yeah, videos for me, videos for Magnus. Yeah, and separating them. Exactly. The not posting the same footage. Yeah, I think that's the trickiest one. I'm. Uh, yeah. I usually have a good grasp of what I what it's all about, like how we're gonna do it. Now I'm a bit confused, but mm. I think we'll figure it out. Yeah, it's actually difficult. been pretty fun to see you guys run around and like film each other, <laughs> <laughs> like doing the two vlogs at the same time. Thing. Yeah, it's, it's it's nice to see. <laughs> I feel I feel like I've filmed way less than I usually do though, yeah. so uh, it's gonna be interesting to see how this will uh, will be editing. Yeah, mm. for sure. But like uh, like yeah, it's for you it's a very different red line. For me, it's usually what yeah. I do, but for you it's like it's spending. I guess like you go from your home and to the gym and then home again and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a bit different. Usually. Or if I go somewhere, then you have like a very, like you have a goal, you know, to climb a route or something. Yeah. And uh, the storyline is easier. Yeah. But now there's a lot of things going on. and uh, <laughs> I, I guess I just have to look through it all and then decide what story I want to tell with yeah. the footage I have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So I know too, you have a, a question that I didn't even think about too, Minus, which I, but it's a very, very interesting question. So I'm quite keen to see what Minus, what kind of insight he has. Do you remember the question? Yeah, but so uh, what I'm curious about to hear mm. about is um, like the, the the whole thing with going that you go through when you do a hard route, mm. like how the you process. the process, yeah. and also if we could start out like uh, discussing maybe the the hardest route that you've done, not like the hardest mm. grade, the grade that was graded the hardest, but yeah. like for you. That you had a most struggle on, and like, like in terms of like preparation and like what goes through like a project phase. Yeah, well, well I, I think actually the hardest route I've tried is more interesting, and that's the Neanderthal in Santa Linea. Yeah, that's yeah. A good I never story. did that route, you know. Uh, mm. It really shut me down, and it's the only time that I've really invested a lot of time in a route, and mm. I wasn't able to do it, you know. And uh, yeah, I had a lot of excuses with like wet holds and stuff, and uh, but um, in the end, I think I was strong enough to do it. it just became like a mental thing. And uh, actually, that, like, that is probably the only time in my life where I've really hated climbing. I just wanted to do something mm. completely different because mm. uh, I felt like everything and everyone was working against me. <laughs> and uh, I just wanted to quit, to be honest. Oh, really? Uh, failure. I mean, failure is nice. And I, always, I was ob- always able to deal with failure, but not for like... Uh, I don't multiple seasons like uh, like that route you know uh I spent uh first 3 months one season and then I came back and spent another 3 months and I fell uh I think it was more than 50 times at the crux Jeez. and the crux is really high up too uh and I didn't really progress you know the the crux is a big dyno and uh 
I, I just kept falling on the dyno and I didn't really feel like some some days it felt a little bit better and I got some hope and then the next day I would just feel worse again and I'd lose all faith and uh, and then I would have like weeks where the route was just too wet to even try okay. uh, and uh, yeah I don't know um, that was that was a really hard mental thing you know but I, I think at the same time I think it was it was a good thing for me uh, I, uh, I think I learned things about myself that I otherwise wouldn't have yeah but is, this is actually the only time that you got shut down on a route that you really tried yeah, I yeah. mean, I've tried hard routes, and uh, but that's only, like, I've gone through them. And then yeah. I've kind of decided to try something else. But Neanderthal was like, I tried it, I kind of fell in love with it, and I decided that this is something that I really want to do. So I went to Spain, and I spent a lot of time in Spain. We, we lived in this, like, shitty house, uh, barely any <laughs> electricity, it was dirty, no uh. windows. Uh, and uh, I kind of just put my life on hold hold while I was there you know yeah. uh, and uh, just waiting 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 and it started raining and I knew that okay the cave won't be dry for another two weeks but I don't want to go home you know I don't want to go home without having done this route so I would stay there and uh, I didn't really want to climb anywhere else because if the route was dry I wanted to be like fresh and I wanted to be able to try it yeah, and I felt like I was stay, just getting weaker fresh. yeah, yeah. So that was a that was a very hard uh, mental thing, but uh, but yeah, as I said, I I think I learned <laughs> I learned a lot from that process. And when so. you go into like this, this is kind of what I'm curious about because we as I am just an indoor climber, mm. like I never work for a project or I never have something that measures my progression in training. So when you do when you go for like the hardest project you've done, like how much preparation is there in gym? Like how much does it consume life? Because I guess it has to be like your the diet has to be on point the mental yeah. game has to be on point like everyday life everything around climbing uh, your entire life has to be on point to you to like yeah yeah like be able to perform at your best so like what what is that process yeah i mean th the process is uh it's not so much in the gym i i just like to work the route you know but when i first tried neanderthal i wasn't able to do some of the moves and uh it's a, it's like a a 60 move route so it's a pretty long route and when you're not even able to do some of the moves it's pretty hard for you but I still had like confidence you know I I thought that okay I, I can see myself if I really put a lot of effort into this I can see myself climb it eventually uh, so you start just working the route you, know, you start first like trying to figure out the, the different sequences uh, and then you start linking as much as possible so yeah, I would start like probably do uh, the whole route with like three four hangs and then down to like uh, three hangs and two hangs and then eventually when I felt strong enough to start actually trying to send it I would just go from the ground and just go as high as I could okay. uh, but I pretty like on Neanderthal I pretty I I, uh, I was able to start like trying it pretty quickly only after working it for like two weeks and I felt like, okay, this is gonna go quickly, you know. <laughs> I was, I was really optimistic. I thought, okay, this is gonna be easy, you know. I did it with one hang after only trying it for two weeks. It's only a matter of time. And then some bad weather rolled in, and I was stuck in the house for like two weeks, just watching shitty TV shows on my computer. 
uh, we didn't have Wi-Fi, so there was no possibility to, to download oh new shows. God. So you were just like Suffering watching the same <laughs> stuff, like, okay, where's Family Guy? Where's, <laughs> you know, all this stuff. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you just kind of put your life on hold. And, uh, and yeah. But you, th this is interesting because I, I'm, I'm not on a total different level than you, like, mm. like one grade lower almost exactly one like yeah. uh, number grade okay. lower <laughs> than you uh, but I'm um, um, usually for me when I like try the hard the hard progress projects that I've done it's like I've you have to learn to love the the process of it exactly and like but sometimes it gets even it get, gets too much for you it's like it's not yeah. even fun anymore this is like what you're describing here but it's like is it usually like that that you start to feel pressure is it what, what drives you to keep going the, the thing is what usually drives me is uh, progression and <laughs> that's what I didn't feel on Neanderthal you know I was stuck falling on the same move for like two seasons and uh, I think that's where it started not to be so fun anymore yeah. uh, because on all other routes I feel like you start working it it feels really hard and then all of a sudden you kind of you figure it out, you crack the code, and you're able to like do some moves, and then you're able to link certain parts, and then you get one move further, and you get two moves further, and then uh, in the end you send the route. But this route was just different, you know. I was just stuck. I had mm. good, I had good days, I had bad days, but I didn't, it didn't go anywhere, you know. Yeah. So that was the hard part. But the progression thing is what I really like, you know the when you first try a route it feels impossible and then after trying it for two weeks uh it's not so much that you became a better climber it's just your body learned to climb that route you know uh muscle memory and all that yeah and uh, it, it's it's a beautiful thing yeah you know? <laughs> muscle memory we love that yeah, <laughs> yeah no but it's like it, it, it flows nicely yeah. you don't even think about it you know you place your feet where you're supposed to place your foot without thinking yeah. about it yeah it's, it's like just breathing instinct, yeah. after a while mm. and this is uh, speaking of breathing um because i think everyone that listens to this podcast regardless of if they climb indoor and outdoor and what grade is that i think we've all been wanting to send something really, really, uh, send really hard or send it really badly is the right word. Uh, and I think just like last week, I actually started thinking about it because I was really close to this 7B plus and mm. I fell on the last move and I just wanted it really bad. And yeah. I just got nervous. And like then the nervous, the nervous thing came to like trying really hard, but not, also I wasn't really focused. So I've been thinking like when Adam or Jew or someone mm. else project something for months, mm. When you go for that sand, like how do you feel? If I feel nervous on a seven B plus and yeah. I can't breathe correctly and I tense too much, like yeah. how do you? Because that I think that for me theoretically was like must have been the hardest part. Just being because I think Sharma says this, like just that mm. day I didn't care so much. Yeah, just, that day I just climbed. Yeah, no, it, it is. You get really nervous, uh, but I, I think like I've heard people say that. Well, you're probably nervous because you have so many s sponsors and people expecting you to send this. But that's not the case. I mean, I can't speak for everyone, but in my case, at least, that's not uh, the case at all. Like, it's only myself. You know, I don't want to let myself down, and uh, and uh, I don't I don't even think about sponsors. I mean, this sounds really selfish and stuff because they are the ones who pay my bills. But in the end, I I climb for myself, and uh, I think that's why you know, all climbers can relate to that process. As long as you go like full hearted for something, you can relate to that process. Yeah. Uh, but when it comes down to, you know, especially if you have uh, 
days where okay the the weather is good the wind is blowing you know the friction is going to be great today this this is your window this is your chance to send you get really nervous and sometimes uh on those days you don't climb uh, as well as on some shitty day uh where you thought that okay th this route is not going to be possible today anyway so i might as well just give it a try you know and then you climb a little bit more relaxed and uh climb better yeah. But being able to control those nerves, I think, is is important. You know. Uh, Can can't you try to like describe the the feeling that you have when you're like doing the actual send go of one, like a yeah. multi-day project? What is like? How do you feel before mm. when you tie in? Well, th the same day I get really stressed. You know, uh, especially with photographers and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I've yelled at a couple of photographers because they take too long, you know. I like, because uh, I warm up and stuff, and then, okay, now I feel good. And if the photographer is not ready, I don't care. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to climb. This, yeah. this is when I'm supposed to climb, and I'm going to climb now. Yeah. So I'm just telling, okay, if, if you're not in position, I'm going to climb. Yeah. And uh, I think, yeah, I, all climbers can, can relate to that, you know. And then uh, I go to the toilet a couple more times than usual because I, I'm nervous. And uh, usually the first couple of moves or first couple of draws, I climb uh, not as well as I should. You know, really static, controlling everything more than I need to. Uh, and then usually I'm able to relax as I climb, uh, as I get higher on the route. So you, uh, that's interesting because you actually, I could imagine that you were like let go before you tied in and then you're relaxed but you're actually re relaxing like while you're in the process of climbing the, yeah. the route oh, that's interesting yeah especially if you if you get a rest you know and you can yeah. like i don't know relax and uh yeah reset your yeah. mind kind of and i guess there's this moment of truth uh, often when you, you do the crux and you stick the crux and then you have this top slab part or whatever yeah. and you know that you're you're like the physical physical part is, is over mm. but you you have to like stay in the moment and but when, how, yeah. how do you so deal with that it's so common that people fall like once they get past the crux they always fall once after the crux because it's so unexpected that you kind of you're so shocked you kind of you forget what you're supposed to do up there yeah. uh, and then you fall one time after the crux and then you're able to send the route because next time you get to the crux and you get past the crux you're mentally prepared uh, mm. that you're going to get through the crux and you need to focus also on the top mm. um, so I think that's a case for, for a lot of climbers but um, yeah but do you, do you, have you got, got better at this mm. Because you've been climbing now for like 20 years or something, yeah. and are you like better to deal with these feelings now than you were when you were younger? You think? Uh, it's hard to say. Yeah. You know, I feel like some some days I just it's the same with uh, competitions. You know, uh, some days I, I would just be really nervous, and other days I wouldn't be nervous. And some days I would be really nervous and climb well, and some days I would be really nervous and climb shitty. <laughs> it was really hard, you know, because uh, being nervous is just part of the process, but being able to control those nerves, yeah. uh, that takes a lot. Um, so, yeah I, I've, yeah, I feel like the nerves make me a lot stronger, but when it comes to technical things, I tend to mess up uh, when I'm nervous. 
because you're so static and you want to control everything. And you, in competitions, especially, you can't control everything because, uh, especially like how they set now with like sketchy moves and double dinos and in bouldering in bouldering competitions, there's a lot of like uh, running dinos and triple jumps and stuff. And you need to be like relaxed and uh, yeah, it's difficult. It's yeah, <laughs> for sure. yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay, but then kind of, um, I guess, wrapping up this topic, mm. it's like, do you do you, ha, do you have any plans to con- continue the journey with Neanderthal, Neanderthal, or yeah, this kind of like? <laughs> I, I don't think so. To be to be completely honest, uh, I don't know. I and for a while after trying Neanderthal, I avoided all the hard, uh, like all hard routes. I kind of avoided a little bit. If I try the route once and. I kind of I started doubting myself uh, a lot more than I used to, um, and if I ever go back to Santa Linea, I'll probably try a new uh, a route next to it uh, that's called uh, Stoking the Fire. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. And that's uh, because it doesn't have that like uh, one crux. Yeah. Neanderthal has like a very uh, defined crux. Because uh, I guess it's hard if the, your your main like uh, thing that drives you is to the progression. There's like this one super hard move yeah. where you actually have like maybe I was one centimeter higher <laughs> yeah. than last time. Like you don't really get higher. It's just like <laughs> the feeling changes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I would always ask like the because uh, I had a friend of mine who was filming every attempt actually. Mm. I feel sorry for him, by the way. I should just <laughs> mention that because <laughs> he filmed every attempt and I didn't send it. So, uh, but I always like when I fell, I was like, "Was I any closer?" Because I couldn't really feel it. I was like in my own funk. I, yeah. uh, uh, so I was like, yeah, "Was I any closer?" And I was <laughs> like, "Yeah, maybe." We can look at the replay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, but. Now it's kind of a different life, though, that you're living at this yep. very moment. I don't know if this different life is life is going to continue into next year, mm. but like you, you're part owner of the gym in Oslo, and you're starting the YouTube channel, which is yep. great because then I can watch <laughs> some other, some other guys' life. Um, yeah, you have a lot of things going on, so yep. I guess climbing right as of right now at this moment maybe it's not a priority. Other stuff comes in priority. Yeah, no, it's uh, it, it has definitely changed a lot, the especially the last year and. Uh, I think one of the reasons for that was because I decided not to compete anymore. Um, and that, yeah, uh, I don't have to train as hard anymore. And uh, yeah, I can I can focus on other things. And I, I do think that that's kind of nice. You know, I liked uh, the creative process of YouTube. And uh, yeah, um, b- but at the same time, I do miss a little bit being able to train like really, really hard. and not having to deal with all the other stuff. Uh, but it's been a slow change though, because I remember like when I was uh, 16, 17, it was also only about climbing, you know? We we tried a route and uh, we tried to onside it. And then if we, that didn't go, we tried to flash it and then tried to do it really quickly. And as soon as we did it, we moved on to the next route. But um, I mean, the last five, six years, I've uh, always had to like, if if you do something hard, you have to either it has to be filmed or it has to be recreated. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if you've done something hard, you have to go back to that route and you have to film the different parts. You have to take photos because uh, it doesn't have any value to the sponsors if uh, if you don't have any footage of it. So that has been like I know something changing, and I I do really miss the like being 16, 17, and just being super psyched and just like go try something, try really hard, and then 
next thing, you know, and just like long days at the crag. And when you get back home, you feel like you climbed so much. I love those days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those are you the best. You still have those yeah. days? Uh, I'm old now, but I try, I try to yeah. have those days still. Yeah. I don't have to film. Any, no one cares about what I'm doing on the rocks. <laughs> maybe so I don't have now to though. film. Maybe now, though. <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe. Sounds like sponsors are knocking yeah, on yeah, your door. Yeah, I hope, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, but it's uh, okay. So, but what's the plan for 2018 then? Is just continuing what you've started in 2017? Yeah, and I I think that if uh, if the YouTube channel grows, this is kind of an investment, or that's how I mm. see it. You know, if it grows to a certain point, I can outsource a little bit of the work, and I can start focusing on the climbing again, and I can have someone edit it. But I think at the same time, I take a lot of proud, uh, I take a lot of pride in the YouTube uh, thing, and. It's hard to have someone else edit my videos, yeah. and especially if the person editing my videos uh, is not on location, location, you know, because if he just sees a lot of uh, footage and has, he hasn't even been there himself, it's hard for him to tell the story, you know. Yeah. So I don't really know how I'm gonna do it, but um, I'm sure, I'm sure there's a way. Yeah. 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 Was, like we will always create a way. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I, sh I think um, it's just about growing, you know, yeah. um, and uh, yeah, if you have enough, uh, if you have enough people interested in what you're doing, then uh, there's always a way. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and Turi, you don't have to go yet, do you? Or do you? Um, like, I'm actually, m maybe my girlfriend would kill me, but <laughs> I'm gonna stay for a few <laughs> more minutes, I think. <laughs> yeah. <so. laughs> But maybe this is the last words that you guys hear from me. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm gonna be fine. I'm just, I'm just kidding. But I'm gonna be. I have to go soon. But I still have a 15 minutes or something. Okay. Yeah. And we talked a bit about this earlier, also. But so I've been nagging on tour all the time and over yeah. months, like he should join on a trip, but I never managed to get him. But now he actually said he was gonna come to Oslo. Yeah, I think we actually had that on tape, and it's like, yeah, okay, or this <laughs> time. Oh, fuck. Now I guess gonna happen. Yeah, yeah now it's only yeah, a five-hour drive. Is like yeah. I, I would love to go but with you. It's like, and I would love to go to Oslo, and I hope hope it happens. But yeah. it's like, um, um, I have a day job and everything that I also have to, and I have like this family things that I have to do. And but have you heard about blah, blah. this thing called weekends? Yeah, but if we can start, like, th that's the most busy part for me. <laughs> okay. Then you have to do all the social stuff. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, like, you, you should tell Lotta that uh, this time for you now. You, ne you need me for for a weekend yeah, so we can go to Oslo. I'll tell her straight away. She can listen to this when it's out. I'm yeah, like, yeah. This, okay. this, this is great. <laughs> this is to Lotta. Yeah. Lotta, can I please have Tour for one week, ev one weekend every two months? <laughs> then he belongs to me. <laughs> that is my biggest wish. This is please. so cute. <laughs> <laughs> And okay. if and if we reach a hundred thousand subscribers, I also will have a m mini. <laughs> <laughs> Don't push it, man. Don't Don't push it. <laughs> I was gonna say mini tour baby, but yeah. that's my dream. Yeah. Okay. One thousand subscribers. One hundred. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely. But, I, but uh, a question for you then, Eric. Yes. How long do you think that's gonna take? I mean, the, with thousand. the uh, you're well growing pretty fast these days, so it shouldn't take you too long. Yeah, but. Um, I, I actually looked up the data, mm. and it's like a year and a half left, I think. Okay. So I think maybe you'll get, re maybe you'll reach it fa faster than I do. 
but uh, what is the the data based off of? Uh, do you know what Social Blade is? Yeah, I've yeah. checked it out. Yeah. So just that one. It's kind of okay. based on your average daily subscription. Okay. So I mm. think there's going to be... You have a decent amount of time still. Yeah. Mm. So it's... <laughs> not like you have to time. start to do those daily vlogs again. That's the don't you think that that's the game changer? I thought it was, but it's not actually the case. When I stopped doing one video every day and did every other day, it didn't change anything. Really? Yeah. Mm. Huh. But what is um, because do you feel like when you upload a video, do you know if your audience is gonna like it or not? Do you mm. have a feeling like what they like and what they don't like, or uh, by now I know what they like and. Yeah but they don't like as much. I guess my concept is uh, it's quite similar every video, but it's mm. more like, um, so before, I, I always wanted like a series, right? If, for example, when I did like um, the series of Shaping Holds, mm. I think that's the series I was always the most stoked on. But, so I was like, oh, you watch part one, obviously you want to watch part two, and or a series with Thor or anyone else. And what I've realized is that people just, they're, they're not so interested in part two. Mm. So that's kind of like, I know series doesn't really work. And yeah. right now, I have so much content, and there's so much good content, so I have to kind of cut it up so it becomes miniseries. But yeah, yeah they don't do as well. So I'm okay. trying to kind of get a new story every episode. So it's a new story start. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I always, I think it drops to like 30%. Mm. Um, 30% less good, I guess, or something like that. Um, so I guess that's the only thing I know. It's like, okay, try to yeah. have a fresh story every time. Yeah. I don't know how you feel, but I guess you ha most of the time, you always have like a new story. Because it's a new yeah, day. Yeah, but it's the uh, same thing with like a new location or new, like uh, if you go to Greece, like Kalimnos, like it's it's uh, it's exciting in the beginning. Yeah. But then at the end, like I was only there for two weeks and at the end I kind of felt like people wanted me to go back because it's more interesting. <laughs> 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 yeah, because uh, we've, nice been, we've been there for like three yeah. episodes. We can go back now. Yeah. We've seen it. We've yeah. seen the turquoise water. We can go back. Yeah. <laughs> You know, but it is a little bit like that, and I'm also surprised that, like in the in the comment section, I often see that like you should travel more and you should climb outside more and stuff. But uh, my gym videos are the ones with the most views. Yeah, um, I, I agree. Yeah. I, I spoke to Matt and um, Hugo about this as well when he asked about it. Like, because Matt has been seeing my outdoor videos, he's mm. like, "Oh, Eric, I've seen it on the outdoor videos, and is that like a new thing you want to do more about?" I'm like, "Yeah, kind of, but it's uh, my audience enjoyed indoor climbing videos the most." Yeah. Uh, and for me, it's just like a nice thing to do just because I enjoy it. Mm. And not necessarily that we as a community feel that that's better. Maybe it's just like it's a nice change for every... Have an outdoor video every month, once yeah. every month. Maybe that's the perfect recipe. Yeah. Um, but then again, like I mean, it's, it's uh, I started the indoor climbing gym channel. So yeah, people follow you for that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I mean, I'm also, as I said in the beginning, I'm most psyched to watch indoor climbing videos. Yeah. Me as a creator, I kind of like just... I think it's it very refreshing to hear that. I mean, th that you're honest and you know what you want. And what, yeah. Yeah. Uh, because I think some people would be afraid to admit that, <laughs> actually. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but we, we talked about this a little bit earlier, like yeah. how, how this changed through, through the years. And yeah. you've been in the climbing uh, like life for 20 years. And like... Yeah. <laughs> and oh, how was it like 20 years ago if you told someone? <laughs> no, I, I mean, uh, 20 years ago, if, if the weather was like even semi-good and you were inside, uh, then you wouldn't have any friends. Like uh, people <laughs> would hate on you. Uh, and especially if you told them that you were training. Wow. Because training was not, you're not supposed to train. You're supposed to climb. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I think... Uh, 
So if if you told someone that you, I'm actually just doing indoor climbing, I don't like indoor <laughs> climbing 20 years ago. What what, what should happen? Oh, I don't know. Be crucified. <laughs> he, he, yeah, he wouldn't have been here. <laughs> no, I would not have been here. <laughs> no, yeah, but okay. it's um, yeah. But I mean, as I we spoke about earlier as well, I've never had a possibility to go out and actually. I don't say get attached to outdoor climbing. I never mm. had these magic moments in outdoor climbing. So it's not that I hate outdoor climbing, but from my experience, it's like I enjoy indoor climbing more than outdoor. But I'm also very limited in terms of like how much I've spent out outdoors climbing. And mm. when I've been outdoors, I've always been injured or sick. So it's like, okay, I break my wrist on a 6B and it's like, okay, that's not <laughs> <Yeah>. so fun. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, hopefully. I mean, you spend a lot of the summers like in magical places and seem to enjoy life. And I'm like, sure, I'm envious of that. Yeah, I mean, I'd like the the indoor climbing is training for the outdoor climbing for me mostly. Like yeah. I, that's like how I see it still, and like that's starting to be like an old school perspective. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say. <laughs> <But> yeah. <laughs> no, but I think that's how it is for most people, you know. Um, and I also feel like my my just being outside is a really nice thing for me. You know, uh, when I get back home after a day of being outside, I feel more tired. Uh, I sleep better, um, food tastes better, it <laughs> sounds weird, but it actually does, And uh, because we're meant to be outside, you know, and yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I, I really enjoy it, but it's just a different game, and I think as if, if you could just experience some, like, success outside, you know, like, dedicating yourself to a route, and yeah. then sending that route in the end, I think I think you would really like it. And maybe traveling to other countries, and uh, there's so many nice places. And y you, you don't only boulder, right? You climb routes as well. I climbed a bit of routes like a couple of years ago. Yeah. This guy actually my dedication, and I really liked it. People, mm. I, I peop a lot of people told me I should just be uh, a route climber instead of a, a boulder. Yeah. Uh, based on how I felt about it and how I moved on the wall. Mm. Um, so I was like, once I'm like, man, maybe I should do that. And then I got really sick. I was sick for like seven months, so I couldn't mm. do it. And since then, yeah, it's been like three years now. Yeah. So, but I would love to pick it up again. But the thing is, like, it's definitely harder. There's some more stuff that comes to outdoor climbing. It's more complex. It's like both the you have to think about the weather. You have to think about like how the environment hits you. You have to have the right clothes and everything. And and also like read the the, the route is really hard. You, you it's not like inside. It's like this yeah. little plastic. Uh, blocks that yeah. you just there it is there it is and the next one and y there can be like 500 variations on a, on a route outside that you have to like tr think about and yeah. i think it's a barrier for some people to yeah for sure to and deal with all this. sometimes there's a bit of a hike to get there yeah and uh, your shoes are like dirty and uh, yeah. you get cuts on your fingers and you have to tape it up yeah. and yeah that's uh, yeah it requires a little bit more like Dedication, yeah. I feel yeah. Like, but, but I guess what do you say? It's a bigger investment, but it, it's also yeah, like a better reward, I suppose. Yeah, more fulfilling. Mm. Um, but yeah, I will see one you day have maybe. To start with outdoor climbing, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm hoping this spring, if I have time to start training again, mm. um, yeah, I definitely want to. The thing is, like, I just don't know if when I will have time to start climbing again. No, I was gonna like what. Uh, what makes you think that you would ever have time again? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm like hoping in the tunnel that I've actually, you know, can like live a normal <laughs> life. Um, I guess we'll. I guess we'll find out very soon. Yeah. Um, Seems like you have a lot of exciting uh, new ideas and plans, though. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm definitely trying. I'm yeah. definitely trying my best to like make a win for everyone and myself included. Uh, yeah. And in the next couple of weeks, I'll know. 
or if I'm going to quit or I guess when if this podcast goes up it means that I've actually succeeded with them and yeah. I didn't quit <laughs> 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 so if that happens then yes but yeah that's good you know because you've created something that is is successful you know the YouTube channel and then uh, you don't like you don't you you're constantly trying to evolve like now you think of new things and you want to expand and you want to make something new and you want to make it bitter, uh, bigger and better yeah and i think that's uh that's good you know because i think someone would like people could just be like pleased with that and just continue doing what they're doing but constantly trying to evolve uh, i think is uh, is very good and hopefully you get to the point some sometime that you can like get someone else to do all the shitty work for you get like an <laughs> assistant or some <laughs> something i'm like thor come work for me yeah yeah you're in the tv business i can do all the shitty work <laughs> for <laughs> you <laughs> <definitely>. <laughs> what no, is the shitty uh, shitty work that is actually a goddamn good question what is the shitty work you have to do every day but i don't i don't I, I i don't think i have any shitty work to do actually no i think i just run out of time and that's the it's issue. too much work i think i have too much good work because my dream life i talked a bit about this with my other friend the other day So my dream, my dream life would be that okay, I wake up at seven, I sit down and work until twelve, eat lunch, go train for two hours, work again, continue work, pretty much just continue work until I go to bed. Mm. So I'm like, if I can be productive from the m- like the moment I go to the morning, like I sleep in a structured way, then I'm like, that's the dream life. Mm. So then I have like two hours of effective training, and sh- then also obviously I want to socialize. But for me, it's like if I can create. Like eighty percent of the day, mm. that's what I want to do. Right now, it's like I want to go drink beers and everything. But when I get home, I'm probably gonna sit down and like edit photos and start adding vid- videos. Yeah. And sure, like my last year and a half, I've been sleeping not so much and <laughs> worked like four in the morning every day, yeah. and that's not optimal. So I think for me, it's like just if I can be structured and everything like that, I don't think I have any shit work actually. I'm like psyched on every part. Don't of you it. pay bills? I hate paying bills. <laughs> yeah, someone could do that for me. Yeah, someone yes, could take it. out the trash, <laughs> and someone could uh, clean my house. I don't like where this this is going. That uh, this this is <laughs> your plan. That I'm just gonna go do all your <laughs> shitty work and clean your house and stuff. <laughs> what, what the fuck? Like I also want to have fun. <laughs> yeah, but you have like uh, to be honest, it's, you have you should nice to have someone to like fix all the all of those stuff. All that the you, you, everyday you stuff. Because I feel like in my life at least that takes a lot of time. You know, like. It, The car needs to get to the garage to get yeah. fixed, and all that stuff takes takes up a lot of time. Yeah, it's true. I didn't even think about that. I just thought about like it's like super television, like what is shitty that I work with. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't. But then it's like, yeah, I don't want to cook food. Like I think yeah. the nicest thing a human being can do for me is like if someone does like cook food for me. Mm. I remember like, this. This is that I is liked cooking. Actually. Yeah, that's like the best thing. Now we're talking. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't like cleaning it. people's houses though. No. <laughs> I also can I can I uh, ask you uh, one more question about the your vlogging and it's like uh, it's it's you have the, like two legs you have like like the professional athlete and you're a YouTube uh, sensation sensation <laughs> what it, what, YouTuber is, is yeah, that the YouTuber. correct term yeah I don't I don't even know like yeah. if you have a YouTube channel are you a YouTuber like what yeah, I don't uh, even know also where yeah. it's like <laughs> benchmark subscribers yeah. you call yourself that yeah. but is it like Do you, do you find yourself being like in the in a mix or this or that one you that's your goal or are you like what what's your goal mm. with this which is which leg yeah. is the, the most important right now I would say the YouTube leg is uh, the the strongest yeah. uh, or that's where where I lean the most weight on yeah. uh, but um, 
I don't know. I, I wanted. I want to be able to do fifty-fifty. Uh, and and a nice thing is actually because uh, uh, before I, when I had more time, sometimes I would train too hard. You know, mm. I would just always be tired and uh, never really rested. Uh, I had a really hard time resting, and now it's easier to rest. Uh, yeah. I rest way more than I used to, and maybe it's good. You know, I have a lot of quality sessions, and. Uh, Whenever the camera is on, we talked about this earlier too. Maybe I try a little bit harder, and that could be good as well. Yeah, yeah. It helps so with editing to just send it first go. Also, yeah. it's like <laughs> yes, yeah, extra pressure. Of like yes, yeah, I'm saved like a few minutes <laughs> editing. Yeah, I never felt that with YouTube. <laughs> no, it doesn't help. It's too much pressure. I'm just falling off. <laughs> no, but it, it, it's hard to uh, to keep up both. But uh, at the same time, I'm not, I'm not up uploading that often and. Uh, I've never promised my subscribers any like certain days where I upload, so I'm free to upload whenever I want. Yeah. But at the same time, I try to be consistent, and uh, the YouTube thing is something that I really want to do because, I you know, I've always been, uh, um, I always needed my sponsors and stuff, but if I, if I could get this YouTube thing going, I would be a little bit more independent, I feel like. And it's not like, uh, I would have to worry about, okay, if I get injured and I'm injured for a year, would my sponsors drop me and would I have to get like a normal job? Do I have to, like, I wouldn't worry so much, you know, because there's always things that you can make uh, films about. Uh, but it's a, it's a long process. And uh, I think uh, the, f the filmmaking thing is, uh, is very interesting. I, I would also like to, I mean, this is something that I could potentially do uh, when I'm 60 years old. You know, I wouldn't yeah. make movies or films about myself, but I would travel around and, I don't know, film yeah. other people. And uh, yeah. yeah, no, I agree completely. I mean, I think the m the most uh, the part what I do the most. Right, this is actually a really interesting question. It's a really hard question to answer, also. But I think I've asked her this before, and it's like a really famous guy. That this is how business fail or, suc or succeed. But this kind of comes down to like the reason why you do the things you want to do in life like and, and that people for the most time doesn't know what the reason why they're doing certain things or like companies do like certain products and for me it's like what what do i live for what drives me to do things every day like what and kind of describe it one word and the only thing i can think about like what makes me the happiest what rules my decisions what rules my routine and that's just creating like that's the thing that makes me the happiest mm -hmm. um and i think I just found that. I mean, I didn't create anything before before I was like started a YouTube channel, mm. um, and now it's like, I mean, as I said earlier, like for me, it's like if I could work fifteen hours a day just creating, that would be the perfect life. Yeah. Um, and so that for me is like the driving force of everything. So if I can do that, I would be the happiest. And I mean, as you said, also we could do that until we die. Yeah, exactly. And that would make me the happiest. But I think it's really nice to have that figured out because. Yeah. A lot of people go through their whole life and they don't figure out like what makes them happy, you know. Yeah. But if you can figure that out at an early stage, then yeah. uh, that's like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're we're pretty fortunate, I think. Yeah. yeah and sure. but but I also like, I mean, I do like the training part myself, you know. If I if I've been like if I haven't trained for a couple of days, just been sitting out inside, uh, I feel really sluggish and my mood drops and yeah. my energy level drops. Um, so I need. I feel like I need to combine it. Yeah. Um, but um, but I do like like the best compliments. I feel like I can get is uh, when people say they they watch my videos and they get inspired. You know, yeah. they get inspired. They want to climb. Uh, 
that's like the biggest compliment someone can give me. Mm. Then, then I can give you a compliment because I, especially <laughs> for the you know the hell week that you did. Oh yeah. <laughs> when you just pushed yeah. super hard for one week, and uh, that's actually a series that I enjoy. I, I watched okay. all parts. Oh, you did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's it's was good inspiration to yeah. to just try try your hardest and like just smash yourself. Uh, that uh, was hard. Uh, I will never promise to do that again. You know, I I said <laughs> okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna train like, uh, I trained a lot. You know, I I trained uh, I think it was like 35 uh, hours or something that week, and I promised that I would upload one video from every day, and uh, yeah. I don't know. I I remember doing some of the like. Uh, talking to the camera and I felt like completely lost it. Yeah, you l- looked took a little bit uh, yeah. dizzy there <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> and yeah. I took, it took so many takes to get it right. <laughs> yeah, But also I guess it can be a big challenge because when you train that that amount that you that you did, mm. you're supposed to sleep like 10 hours in yeah, per night. Yeah, exactly. Right? I didn't sleep at all. Ah, so yeah. yeah, that's even... I had no recovery. Um, yeah, but... It's, it, it was a, it was a good uh, series. <laughs> I, li- I enjoyed uh, watching <laughs> you getting destroyed in front of your own camera. <laughs> enjoyed uh, watching me suffer. Yeah. yeah. Should we do like one... <laughs> we were supposed to do like an Instagram live question thingy. Uh, but do we... Should we just go up on like your YouTube channel and... Or my... Yeah, your, I think your YouTube channel. Because it's mainly a podcast about you. And like answer one comment or like a few comments about something. The people yeah. have questions, uh, but you think live? No, I was thinking now because I think before we were kind of ambitious, like let's do it live. But then we got so into the conversation that we kind of forgot about it. But I was thinking now because I could, I think that could be quite nice on the podcast. It's like okay, it's, um, uh, let's say like tour one, two, three, four, five. Ask this question, mm. and that could be like a fast question to be answered in the podcast. Yeah, here. But uh, where do we get the questions um, from? From like YouTube comments. Just or the last. Yeah. Uh, this is really like not like prepared at all. We can. No, uh, there this, this uh, surprise. I mean, this I had extra a surprise s- from you, Eric. Surprise yeah. attack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it is. All this is not staged at all. No, it's, it's <laughs> very always live. Uh, qu- uh, questions in the comments uh, section. I've I've noticed. I, I read them sometimes, but I don't. You, uh, Are you answering uh, most of the questions? Um. Yeah, I, I mean, I try to, but uh, uh, no, I, I don't answer all the questions. I, I also get a lot of uh, messages, uh, not only on YouTube, but also on Instagram and Facebook yeah. and stuff. So I have no chance uh, responding to all of them. Uh, no. But it would be nice, of course. Yeah. Uh, I feel bad. I, I like, uh, like, I hate being a douchebag, and I feel like a douchebag when I don't answer people's comments and uh, mail, mails and messages and stuff. But it's just... Uh, I don't know. I I feel like uh, there's just too much going on. I don't have the time yeah, for it. And you have to s- like choose between making new videos or like sitting and answer comments yeah. on old videos. And, and then I it's get, I guess sometimes yeah. also like if you can't answer all the comments and you decide to only answer a few, it's kind of yeah. not fair uh, to only choose a few yeah. comments to yeah, answer. Yeah, that's always the trickiest one. But yeah, I had the one where people were asking me questions for the Q and A. I could do the some of the questions I didn't answer in the Q and A. Yeah, yeah, that's that's great. So that would be the. Switch. I think. What do you think, Eric? Yeah, <laughs> yeah would be so great. Mm. Q and A questions from Q and A. So I have to because I answered the top audio. ten. Hope you. It's and Eric, okay. Carl- <laughs> Eric Carlson's uh, question was the most upvoted. Woohoo! Oh, really? <laughs> Ninety-three. Jeez. <laughs> 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 we just fist bumped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Let's see. It's so many. I don't know which one is going to choose. Yeah. <laughs> but speaking of, I just can say this that um, uh, I'm really happy about people posting really positive things about me when when I'm in the Eric Carl- Carlson's YouTube videos. Uh, I don't answer them. It doesn't mean that I don't care about them. But if you really want me to respond, you should write me on Instagram. That's yeah. because then I try to keep like yeah up to date with the Instagram and answer most almost everything there. I don't get as much as Magnus, so it's it's not a lot easier for me. But it's like if you really want to ask ask me something, you should contact me on Instagram. Yeah, mm. Torio is my nickname. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so here's a question. I think this is pretty interesting. Um, is it possible to achieve 9A level if you started climbing late, for example, at age uh, 20? And uh, <laughs> you wa- do you want to do you want to <laughs> do you want to read the name of the uh, comments? Wow, <laughs> I always have trouble with that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> where, where is the where is the uh, this one? Yeah, the fasting. No, no. Oh, this, this is the Stanislaw and then Tom Tomacak. That's good. <laughs> I, I don't know, <laughs> but I think so. Um, but yeah, I I do think that it's possible to reach nine A level uh, if you started uh, when you were twenty. Uh, I know I I know quite a few climbers who really got into climbing and uh, and progressed really quickly. I th- I think like uh my in my experience like people get stronger at bouldering though faster than elite climbing. Yeah. For some reason uh it seems like it takes longer to build that endurance. And I think people build endurance uh like if they climb a lot uh when they're younger. Uh like people who climb uh started climbing when they're younger, they seem to have like natural endurance. What's younger? Uh um, before they're like grown, uh, like yeah. uh, fully grown, like from like 12 to yeah, 15. Like children. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I think it would. it's easier for a guy starting at age 20 to reach 8B boulder level or 8B plus even than to climb 9A. But I still think that it's very possible to climb 9A. So uh, is it possible for a guy to found climbing when he was 24 to climb? <laughs> 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 Who is this guy? He's also a guy that has like <laughs> not climbed that much in the last couple of years. <laughs> yeah, I, I do think that it's possible. If you look at, like, uh, what is Steve McClure now? How, how old is he? Uh, he must be like 36, 37 or something. No, or maybe no, no, no. Steve like McClure is like... Fi- oh, Steve McClure. I was thinking yeah. about the other British guy. This, the guy that does everything, like the bouldering, trad, sport climbing. Should I Google Steve it McClure, real quick? He was in actually he, he visited Sweden this summer, and uh, yeah, he said it was uh, nice. I, f- I was thinking of Dave McLeod or what his name uh, is. Oh yeah, but Steve McClure, yeah, he must be like forty-nine, fifty. No, he's uh, for sure fifty, I think. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, I would but say. But he has the nine B, right? Yeah, uh, I mean, I didn't say how old he is in this interview, um, but it doesn't really matter. I mean. My point was that if you start at 24 and he's able to, I don't know how old exactly is now, but if he's 54, um, you have a lot of years, you know? Uh, So, um, so I definitely think that it's possible. Yeah. Uh, But it requires a lot of dedication. And uh, yeah, I think that's, that's the hard thing. Like uh, a lot of 
24 year olds they already have like things in their lives that take up time and some some 24 year olds even have families and kids and stuff and then it's harder you know when you're young and you don't have too much going on you can focus everything on climbing yeah um but um yeah no i i definitely think that it's possible i don't know where that uh like where is the border what like how how hard can you climb and uh that's the I mean, it's a pretty big discussion, you know, how much is uh, genetics and how much is uh, training. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I remember, like, the Spanish dude started bouldering when he was 27, and by 37 he did his first 8C, yeah. which is quite ins- inspiring. And I also think based on, I don't know how accurate this is, but based on 8A's database of ascents and based on them profiles on that page, I think the average peak on a human's, like, in your age for a peaking, I think it's like 37. So that mm. means that I have another like mm. nine years before I peak. Yeah. But don't you think that has a lot to do, to do with like the sports evolving so much, like the the the, the way you can train now compared to fifteen years that, ago? Yeah. 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 And also, I, I I just think that now like people are used to higher grades and they don't have that much respect for them. You know, like yeah. uh, even ten years ago, like bouldering eight B was like uh, world class yeah. and now bouldering 8B for guys is uh, not world class anymore yeah. uh, oh. like people do that every day they're not even reported on 8A no. and you <laughs> no, like you have to flash it uh, yeah. If, yeah. if it's yeah. anything so I think just like the, the respect people have you know but that makes me think like do we have too much respect for 9B and 9B plus now you know maybe in 10 years I'll do 9B plus be just because I didn't have that much respect or I don't have that much respect yeah. for it. I think the that's the thing like if you the expectations are is like really important. Yeah. Uh, I even remember that like uh, 10 years ago, you know, I had a lot of respect for onsighting AP and I would often get really nervous and climb really bad. But now when I get on on, on uh, AP's onsite, I expect to climb them. Hmm. And that makes a huge difference when it comes to how I climb. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. I was just thinking uh, it's a good way to not send a uh, starting grade is not even try it. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it helps a lot if you try. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good, s- yeah. good point. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think two has to go now. And I think also it's like the perfect way to end up this, uh, this podcast. Mm. It's been really yeah. interesting here about like everything from like how you project really hard stuff and like what we're all passionate about in life and what yeah. we kind of indulge in. Mm. Um, yeah, hopefully we'll do another podcast soon when we go back to Oslo. But yeah. maybe we should ask uh, Magnus if he has something that he wants to, to add, if there's something that's, uh, yeah, that's on true. your mind or something that you want to tell us about. Or <laughs> <laughs> pressure's on. Uh, pressure's on. Do you have any secrets? Uh, <laughs> no, I can't think of anything specific. I mean, uh, I feel like we could talk for like days yeah. Yeah, about different stuff. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I think we should just do a, uh, another podcast when you guys come to Oslo. Yeah, yeah, we should. <laughs> and then oh, I really want to come to Oslo. I want to do it. Hopefully, this will be published by then, and yeah. people can like react to this, and maybe they will tell you what they want to hear more about. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, because people are able to comment on this podcast, right? Yeah, we'll definitely make it so happens that way. Mm. And then maybe maybe I can test my grip strength again and yeah, see if I have improved anything. <laughs> Let's like do it's it. gonna be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. 
Yeah, but yeah, I have to say, it's really nice chatting with you. Yeah, um, likewise. Yeah, nice to see you climb, like crush, <laughs> it, crush me on the bouldering. <laughs> also nice. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been a really good like two days. We still have one yeah. left, one day left of the uh, yeah. this yeah. trip tomorrow. So have some beers tonight, yeah. and uh, hopefully not too many. Exactly. So that behave ourselves. Um, all right, so you should say hey då, or like goodbye in Swedish. So that's be like hey då. Hey då. Is it the same in Norwegian? No. Hade. 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 You could also say hade bra. Hade bra. Hade bra. Hade bra. 